0: You and I are the the epitome perfect example of online dating going right. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shenantics. With your two hosts, Mr. Skanky and your best friend in the whole world, Mr. M. Cole. How are you doing this week, Skanky? Hey! I was hoping that we had more to follow up on that so I could, like, <laughs> take a drink. I was, like, lifting something like a Diet Coke to my mouth. By the way, Shenantix brought to you by Diet Coke. You're a Diet uh, Coke man? I am a Diet Coke man. I am. I uh, why? I think the regular... I don't, like... I don't drink pop in general. Uh, oh, you said... Pop. <laughs> okay, are we gonna get it? What do you call it? Soda? No, it's pop. No, okay. it's not. I had a rebellious. I, I'm. I'm truly not kidding when I say this. I had a rebellious phase in high school where I called it soda because I wanted to be quote, because quote, you were cool. Cool. you wanted
1: to be cool, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes, you wanted exactly. to be
0: cool. So I finally come back home to my true Midwestern self, and I call it pop. So. It's uh, I mean, pop is just not a cool word. It's like it's terrible. It is. It is such an ugly, like, jarring word. And but that's that's who I am. I, I can't. Mean, it's just no. It's just you, like it just no. It, I agree. I feel like you literally lured me into a trap with this. Somehow you lured me into a trap to call it pop. I'm good. Just so we can bring this out to the people. But it's pop. It is. It's not. I. I think the true common enemy is the people I call it soda pop because we all hate them. I'll oh, kill them. Just uh, no. That's just. <laughs> I was gonna say to kill them, but like, that yeah, I was like, wow, a little okay, aggressive yeah. <laughs> They got <laughs> like, oh, they got okay. very serious well, on the FBI very... list. Like, yeah, no, not. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're gonna watch that. Uh, that Nicholas Skanky man over in New York <laughs> <laughs> goes by to... the alias Skanky. I mean, the FBI most wanted list. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> says that to kill be... people who call it soda pop. <laughs> I mean, other than that part of it, it might be an achievement to have an FBI file under the name Skanky. Like, I think that'd be pretty that, cool. That would be uh, kind of cool. Should we work on that?
1: Um, I don't know, <laughs> actually, <laughs> like, about that. Uh, I don't.
0: I'm not. Yeah, I'm
1: I, not don't, sure. I don't. I don't. I don't. We we've talked about this before. We have. I feel like we've we are, actually, honestly, we have talked about everything so far that we've talked about in this podcast.
0: We're, we're in repeat land. We like, are. all it is, it's everything comes back around. We've been on repeat land for a while. That is true. That is true. We we had we have repeat food finish food finishes now. When we talked about ramen, we we are now covering the same ground with ramen. Like mm. we're just kind of going over the same things over and over again, which is fine because hello, new listeners, welcome to Shenanigans, where you haven't heard all this before, so we can just kind of do it over again. So it's exactly, like, and you know, this kind of actually goes
1: well, yeah, into our topic.
0: Oh, nice. Which is the thing that you
1: explained to me before. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta refresh I, was hoping,
0: I was hoping that you'd jump in to talk about remaster. Oh my god. Okay, perfect. Good call, Skinky. Um, so a few weeks ago, it was <laughs> I'm like I was not on all cylinders what with this. What was one. I talking about before? <laughs> yeah. You're like, what did we just spend 30 minutes before the podcast talking about? <laughs> Where I was like, hey Skinky, we got a great plan for today. Let's execute f- execute Let's flawlessly. Let's talk about this. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're like, sounds great. You're like, Super. I will lead you into it. <laughs> um, no, so a few weeks ago um was BlizzCon, which is really, really cool. But they had a big announcement for BlizzCon, which was they did a remaster of Warcraft three, um, which overall was kind of a cool announcement. I think it didn't get quite that much press, but I pay for the virtual ticket, so I get to see like all like the extra panels about all of that. And um I just it kind of it kind of got me thinking if it's, I don't know. I wanted to talk to you about remasters in two parts of it. Like, the fact of that we're getting quite a lot of remasters coming into 2017, 2018, 2019. Um, and then also, what do you kind of feel about remasters in general? Because there is a parallel, which a lot of people don't really like, with remakes in movies and TV shows or reboots. Um, but Blizzard is doing a remaster of Warcraft 3, where they're updating all of the assets. They're kind of Updating some of the code beneath the game and re-releasing it on the Battle.net launcher, which is, in my opinion, kind of cool. A second thing we've kind of seen with this, though, which I noticed the other day, is that we've seen this a lot with RTS games, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Warcraft 3 is an RTS game. The year before, we had the remaster of StarCraft 1, also an RTS game, and another one that we've talked about on the podcast before was we have the remaster of, was it Age of Empires 3? Was that the two. one that remastered? Two. Age of Empires one. They remastered two. both of them. Oh, they remastered both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have remasters of Age of Empires 1, 2, we have a remaster of StarCraft 1, and a remaster of Warcraft 3, all of which are RTS games, right? And so it kind of seems like for me, I believe that might be a trend that we see starting there that might carry over to video games in general. Um, and so I was curious from your point of view, do you have any feelings one way or another about you know um, game publishers remastering you know video games that have come out in the last 20, 30 years, updating them with new code bases and new graphics for 2018 and beyond.
1: I don't think it's like a. I don't think it's a huge deal, but mm-hmm. I think like when they release these games, I don't know if they should like be all hyped on their own. Like there should be. I feel like these. This is like an accessory item. Okay. To something that should all all be released with it. You know. All right. But like mm-hmm. I don't really have like a huge problem with the remasters. Like I'm pretty cool with Like Age of Empires Two HD is like one of the best games I've played. And it's cool mm-hmm. that they remastered it, um, yeah. but I also think it's happening with RTS games because it's just really easy to do it with RTS games, yeah. Um, because there's really fruit. there's not a lot to them, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like I know they're they're doing a remaster of Resident Evil
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: soon, or I don't know when that when that's coming out or if it's already did come out, uh, but um, you know that's a little bit harder to do a remaster on. Yeah. I feel like. Than for like an RTS game. So I think that they're mostly doing the RTS games because it's cheap to do mm-hmm. and they know that people like the game and they'll buy it. Um, but yeah, I don't really have like a crazy, I don't think I have a really crazy opinion about it. I think it's cool, I guess, you know? Like yeah. making things new again is fun.
0: So I think I'm a little more into it than you are. I, I agree with okay. you. I agree with you 100% that there's a reason why we we're seeing it happen with RTS games because the, for those of you guys that don't know RTS games, it's like, it's 2d graphics. Right. And so on top of a game engine, and so I feel like they're relatively easy to remaster, right? The, it's not like you're trying to redo an entire game engine. Like it's like, okay, let's, you know redo the graphics and then throw them back into the game engine that we currently have kind of patch up the code a bit but it's not necessarily that difficult overall and so it's kind of like that's why i say it's like the low-hanging fruit and i think this might be a something we're going to see going forward where it's going to start here and then move into other games later um but I think the one I think part of the reason that I kind of I'm like I like it and I'm excited about it is that the games that we experienced in the eighties and nineties, um, and even in the early two thousands, is that they were good games. Like overall, like there are there are very solid quality games that people that were born in let's say like 2005 and later all the kids that are playing Fortnite these days they didn't necessarily experience back then right and it's not like games have moved to a point where it's like if you played a game that came out in 2020 there's no point in playing a game that came out in 1990 i don't Mm -hmm. think that's necessarily true i think the game that may have may have came out in like 1990 1995 or 2000 like i think that they offer something that isn't necessarily recreated with a game that comes out like 15, 20 years later. Um, that the fundamentals and foundation of those games are still good. And so like, I mean, we saw when you and I were playing Age of Empires against each other, like that was still a fun game. And we weren't even playing the remastered version, right? Like that was, that was still a fun game. And you and I were kind of also reliving some of the nostalgia about it where it's like, mm-hmm we remembered playing it back then, but also had good fundamentals and it just had good gameplay mechanics where we can enjoy that. And so I think the same thing happens where it's like with Warcraft three, that there is good game elements there that someone that wasn't either alive at that point, or they weren't old enough to enjoy the game back then, they might not have played. And if you don't, kind of remaster or update it sometimes the games don't play on current architecture right so even let's mm-hmm. say they never update the graphics and warcraft 3 doesn't really run on windows 10 all that well without doing weird hacks about it like then someone that never got to experience it might not ever have a chance to experience it where they're kind of missing out on some honestly good gameplay you know what i yeah. mean yeah, um yeah yeah and so while it may be, like, an easy money grab for Blizzard to do, be like, all right, let's update the graphics, we'll re-release it, and then we can make some money off people, I think it does kind of play into something where it's like, now people that do enjoy video games, they can go and play It's almost like with, like, a book and with literature, you can go back and read books that came out, you know, 100 years ago, and sometimes, like with the language changing or something else, like, it may take a little bit of work to enjoy it, but, like, you can still consume it in a certain way. Where with video games, they kind of progress through time, and it does take patching and reworking to make sure you can still play it in 2018, even yeah. though it was released 30 years ago. Absolutely, yeah. And and so I think, I think there is value to it, and RTS is maybe the low-hanging fruit, but I do kind of hope that they start moving it and doing it with other areas. I think the big one for me is I look at Warcraft 3 and them doing it there and I hope that Bioware does it with um, Mass Effect, right? Like, uh-huh. Mass Effect 1... uh you know a doesn't have the best graphics and current day stuff and it's also kind of buggy in some things and it'd be cool to be like hey bioware can you bring mass effect one which are so many people that love that game and that that's kind of what part of what got them to fall in love with that entire like rpg world can you bring it up like 10 years, right? Can you bring it up 15 years into the current day stuff and rework the game so it maybe it has better graphics, it's less buggy, and it runs smoother to get people that missed out on it just by happenstance of when they were born that they can now take part and enjoy that world that you've started to create for people. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's, kind of where I, that's kind of where I see it, where you have the counter-argument that people say, I don't want them to remaster anything, I want them to create new properties. And it's like, I understand that, yeah, create new properties, but at the same time, like, let's kind of also acknowledge the heritage of where we came from with video games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big one that you and I can both agree with is that, like, you enjoy the Fallout, um, the Fallout world and the Fallout series, but Fallout 3 doesn't run on PC anymore. Like, it's so damn buggy. Yeah, I don't know why. It's so stupid. Right? Right? It's like, it's crazy. But it's almost like, I almost want Bethesda to be like, all right, we're going to go back and we're going to fix Fallout 3. Maybe we'll even, even, let's say maybe we have some better, like, we have good intentions that we're going to, like, move it over to the current, like you know environment like it runs on the Fallout 4 engine maybe but like move Fallout 3 to the current world like the current generation so that people that missed out on it can explore that great story right like that story is still amazing mm-hmm. it just because it's like you know years later after it was released doesn't mean that's not worth it um and so I don't know I kind of I think for that one I have hope that I want remasters to become a big thing going forward where it's like these companies that have so much damn money like all right go make even more money it brings back properties that you had already previously created that's kind of what I'm thinking mhm so so I, don't I mean know.
1: do you think it takes away though from a company trying to make a new game oh it could I think,
0: it's, I think that I
1: do. You think like you know, I mean I could see it from the other perspective, being like, oh, they're like they're just lazy, trying to make a money grab attempt here of working on nostalgia, since everything, yeah. a lot of games nowadays work off of, or just media in general. Is working on the millennial nostalgia generation, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that because I think I think we see that a lot with movies, right? A lot of mm-hmm. what Hollywood is delivering us is just remake after remake after remake or a reboot of series that they knew made money previously. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're making, they're coming out with a new Transformers movie. I so, Isn't it? Isn't it just? Uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's called Bumblebee. It's like it's it's focusing on that part of it. Um ridiculous. And that is kind of ridiculous. I saw the, I don't remember where I saw the trailer because I don't watch regular TV. It uh-huh. must have been on election night because that's the only time that I watch like regular TV. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that's when I would have seen the trailer for that. But uh but I did see that. And you know, the interesting thing that it's it's interesting that you make that bring that up because that feels so different to me, right? Like, when I see a remake of a movie or a TV show, I feel like that's lazy. But Hmm. when I see, like, a remake of a video game, or not even a remake, I would say, like, a remaster of a video game, which is even more different, right? It's even more lazy, where it's like, we're not bringing you new content, we're literally bringing you the exact same thing. There's something about that where it feels feels different to me. They can get away with it yeah they can they can and it might just it might be even more that's playing off on the nostalgia, but I think part of it is that it's more it's almost like i think in my mind it's required for keeping of the culture moving forward it'd be it'd be like it's almost the only analogy I can do is that it's like if all you had were bound books and to me, it's the same thing as putting in time, money, and energy to preserve your bound books so that future generations can enjoy that literature.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: a remaster of a video game is the same thing, that you got to put in the time, work, energy, and money to kind of bring those forward so that future generations can still enjoy it. Is that's I think that's how I see it, where if you look at um, Hollywood, where it's like we're bringing out a new Bumblebee movie... That is lazy because we can go watch the Transformers movies, right? Like, it's not like you're doing work to bring those Transformers movies to new generations. It's that we know Transformers did well, and so we're trying to cash in on that. And that's the only reason we're bringing you Bumblebee.
1: But you think that there's more to it,
0: to video games? I think so. I think so. And I think it's because you, you think experience so? it different. or you hope so? I think it's that I hope so. I think say so. I hope so. And I think part of it is that that Blizzard seems to be doing a lot of it. And I think more I think higher of Blizzard than I do of like EA, right? If EA was mm-hmm. the one that was just knocking out remaster after remaster of remaster, I'd be like, You're just in it for the money. Where mm-hmm. if it's Blizzard, there's something like they have enough goodwill where it's like, okay, you're in it for the money, but you're also in it for like the culture. Is what I think.
1: Huh. I don't know. I mean, I think it's that's interesting. It's an interesting thought. Now, do you think that remasters should should uh, they should they should make money off of it? Like, should they make it free for people Ooh. who already own the original game, or should they charge for it?
0: Ooh, good call. I, don't, I think they should. I think in an ideal world, I would have it that if you owned the original. If they could, some if somehow this could all work out ideally. If you own the original, I think you should not pay for the remaster. But if you had never owned the original, you should pay for the remaster, mm-hmm. it, and a discounted price, right? Like you should, you sh- you shouldn't pay AAA titles like sixty dollars for a remastered Warcraft Three. Like, that just doesn't make sense. But if you'd owned Warcraft 3 in the 90s, like, it just seems weird to, like, yes, they're putting work into it to bring it up to the current generation, but at the same time, it's like, you're not bringing it to the current generation necessarily for me, because I enjoyed it in the 90s. Like, you're bringing that for the people that never got to play it. So Mm -hmm. why should I pay for you to bring it there? Right? Like, I think that's someone else's burden monetarily to bear. Uh Uh-huh. Is what I would say.
1: That's interesting. No, I I I kind of agree. Now the other thing I want to say is because you're, you're bringing up Blizzard as well, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes I forget, but you know Blizzard is owned by Activision. Yeah. Wait,
0: actually, are they?
1: Is it owned by Activision? It, or Are not, they at the same okay, I level? I don't think they're owned, but I think it's uh, it's like a. I think it's just Activision
0: Blizzard or something. I think it's like a I would think of it like a partnership.
1: They're like a right? partnership, right? Yeah. That's But how they I are would like they it. do like work like it's all under the same umbrella. Yeah, yeah. And I mean uh, I could tell you, Activision has done some really sketchy shit in the past, like e- mm-hmm. EA level shit. Yeah. Like especially with Call of Duty.
0: yeah Uh, yeah. all
1: of yeah there was a lot of really sketchy things with call of duty and their dlc packs and all that stuff i don't know how separated though blizzard and activision are when they actually get down to business Mm -hmm. but um yeah i guess i guess they might be a little bit more separate
0: the reason so i had one of my friends used to always kind of point that out especially like around when Overwatch was releasing and they would say oh yeah well you know it's Activision so like don't have too high of hopes because X will happen and I was Mm -hmm. like but I think I feel like Blizzard has the track record that like they aren't always perfect right like not by a long shot talk to anybody that's yeah, right. And talk to, talk to anyone that's into WoW. They can point out a million things that Blizzard has done wrong by them. Um, but I feel like overall, the track record is pretty good, right? Like, going forward through things. And if you look at a lot of their properties, like Overwatch included, a, like, a lot of it has been overall pretty positive, and they haven't made the same missteps that Activision has necessarily made. Mm. And so that leads me to believe that they are pretty separate right that they're pretty siloed where it's like yeah we're a partnership and there may be some bleed over through the greed or whatever it is but overall we want to try and keep the culture of each entity within their own silo Mm -hmm. um i don't know if that's true but based on looking at what we've seen it feels like it's that way um and so even if it's not that way they've done a good job of at least convincing me that they are two siloed companies that kind of share profits and also share infrastructure. Mhm is what I would say. But I don't know. I'm with I, you. I think, I'm with you. I think that and I don't know if we can really get into it today um but I think that the remaster kind of idea combined with the giant I would say flop misstep fuck up whatever it was of Diablo this year in BlizzCon it I look at it do you not have a phone I got a phone (laughs) so for these guys I don't know they announced um well go into it very quickly they announced a a mobile version of a Diablo game um which they kind of tried to put a spin on it that was this huge innovative thing we're going to explore all these storylines that you know that people that are into the series are going to explore etc etc and they partnered with this mobile game development shop that they're going to put it out there and it turns out that this Diablo game essentially is just a very basic reskin. Remaster. <laughs> just kidding. Just <laughs> <It's> kidding. <a, it's laughs> <a, laughs> right. It's it's a it's a very basic reskin of this development shops, uh of this developer's other mobile game. Um down to like the very basic things that like allow like the abilities and interactions and control scheme is like literally straight up from the other game. Like and they just kind of put like a Diablo skin over it. So it's uh it's it was pretty, it was pretty rough and they've kind of put it up like on stage as like this huge, big, innovative thing that they're doing and like, you should be thankful that we're doing this. So, this kind of undercuts everything I said about how great Blizzard was. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> well, they they can make missteps as well. You know? They can I make mean, missteps it's, as it's, well. It's okay.
0: It, no, it but happens, but... It does, it does happen and I think, I truly think that in the hindsight of it, this will show up as a big misstep of theirs, but with the backdrop of like Warcraft 3 remastered what I really want is I would kill for a Diablo 2 remastered like that would be so amazing like I have such fond fond memories of playing Diablo 2 with friends um and be able to bring that to people that have never played Diablo 2 and that love Diablo 3 like that would be great because there is story involved in that universe and in that game that people haven't experienced right and the only way to experience it is to nest like outside of people telling you what it's about is to actually go through and play the game. And as we get further along and further away from it, the less that that game holds up just mechanically of running on an operating system. Mm -hmm. And so I wish that they would just kind of remaster Diablo one, Diablo two, so we can get the lore and the world and all that kind of stuff of those people that love to play Diablo and love the Diablo world. Um, but instead we got this bullshit mobile game but <laughs> just...
1: I've never played a Diablo game before really you've never played a Diablo game before no never so I oh. I don't really know anything about it
0: interesting i loved it. you we sh- i that's this is where it comes this is where i come into a problem because like i really want to be like oh we should go play Diablo but like i don't want to start you with Diablo 3 i want to start you with Diablo 2 where i started but now we get this headache where it's like Oh, how do how do I get me and Skinky playing Diablo two together? Right? Like how do we get that running on both of our systems? How do we play mm-hmm. multiplayer? Like what problems are involved with it? It's not the it's not in the Battle.net launcher. Like it's got all these other headaches of it where it's like, I just wish I'd remaster it and then I can easily do that, right? I can be like, all right, here, this is how we do it. We're gonna be good to go. All I have to do is download the new version, we're gonna be fine. Yeah. Um but until they do that, it's going to be it's kind of a headache of kind of going back to do that. So, oh, absolutely,
1: yeah, it's going to be annoying. Yeah. So I
0: don't know. I think that's why that's part of the reason why I look at remasters so fondly is because there is, there is memories and enjoyment of previous video games that I want other people to be able to take part in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it might be overly optimistic. It might be overly hopeful. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we need see. A
1: Stardew remastered.
0: Yes, yes, I agree, (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I, uh, you know what, speaking of Stardew real quick, actually, um, they released the iOS version of that. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot. A few weeks ago. Yeah, we, I don't think we ever, I don't think we ever talked about that. No. But, I'm, it came out kind of when I was really busy, but I'm really excited about that, because I think that would be a good gateway drug to get my friends that aren't really big into video games to be big into video games. Uh Uh-huh. It's a hard sell for me to be like, download this on your computer and play this, or go buy a nintendo switch and play this i think it's a much different where it's like oh you own an iphone or an ipad here like let's download this you have a phone dollars yeah right don't you you guys have phones (laughs) exactly you have a phone spend ten dollars download this game and i'll see you in three weeks after you kind of come up for air like that would be that's a whole different thing to get them into a very in-depth wonderful game Uh where it's now super accessible to everyone
1: absolutely
0: Maybe I'll do that as a thing, as a little bit of a trial, because I have a few of my friends that don't really play any video games at all. I think they would like this. I think I would maybe, maybe I'll see if I can sell them it, on it on, like, a Friday night and then come back on, like, Sunday before we record Shenantics, be like, so how, do, how did your weekend go? Yeah, <laughs> did you play yeah. Stardew? And see how that goes. Yeah, let's so. do it. A little experiment. Let's do it. Let's experiment on people. It's going to be great. Let's experiment on people. <laughs> gonna be amazing i can't wait oh god oh my gosh so speaking of experimenting on people let's talk about online dating that is experimenting
1: on other people it
0: truly is it truly is it is the
1: it is the greatest and worst of human experiments
0: it's so (laughs) so true it is so true um i've been doing an a lot of online dating in the past i would say four four weeks or so uh-huh um as 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 people that listen to the podcast can tell because it kind of bleeds over into the podcast a bit Um, a, a bit a bit a little bit a little, a bit. little. It, it, i'd it, say a teeny tiny bit it may come up every once in a while mm. um not weekly no, maybe weekly maybe from here maybe, on out maybe once a week yeah From here on out, we're gonna rebrand the podcast where it is M Cole and Skanky sit down, and then M Cole tells Skanky about all of his dating woes for a few hours every week. Do you have time? (laughs) Few hours. Do you you have time for a four hour
1: podcast every week? If you need if you need an ear to listen, (laughs) you you be careful about what you're promising. (laughs) Well, I was gonna say if you need an ear to listen, I can maybe find someone for you.
0: It's it's true. It's true. (laughs) Who is?
1: Do I have to call Teddy? Do I have to call Teddy for this? You, no, you try, I'll be here for you. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. For thirty minutes.
0: I, love it. I 30, love it. Thirty. minutes to an hour. I need more than that. Really, I do. Really, I do.
1: I, we we we'll figure something out. Maybe you could record me some voice memos. No, I you need, just, I don't, you I don't... send them to me and then I'll be like, yeah, I listen to them all, but I like automatically <laughs> delete them, you know? <laughs> that wow. just sounds mean. Just saying that
0: sounds wow. mean. I'm so, I would never do that, by the
1: way. I'm just, I'm just being I mean need, on
0: purpose. Not, not to sound super needy, but typically after I go on a date, a first uh-huh. date, I usually need 30 to 45 minutes of a debrief of the date I just went on. Okay. Um and so I I hope you're ready for that because you I are can now be that man for you you are now the number one call for when okay, I get in the all right. when I when I get in the lift here's here's how it breaks down it's like I walk out of wherever the date was it's usually at a bar and then I get in the lift and the first thing I say is to the lift driver I'm like do you mind if I make a call and then I get on the phone to someone and I break down. Everything that just happened on that date. Now, that's Good interesting. And you
1: bad. ask the Lyft driver if it's okay to
0: jump on a phone call. I usually do because I feel like it's rude otherwise. Has anyone said no? No one has ever said no. Th- no one See, has that's ever said. That's the thing.
1: I'm, no. That's very. Con- I mean, it seems proper, but it's also like, I don't know. It's very interesting.
0: <laughs> it's here's here's <laughs> here's here's the, here's the only thing I could relate it to is um. <laughs> It's as if you were if you were somewhere like a meeting or something, and you tell someone kind of someone asking like, "Oh, do you mind if I use the restroom real quick?" Right? Uh-huh. Would anyone ever tell you no? Like I've no, said you, no. You would. I've <laughs> you said would. no like, before. You make, you cannot make that phone call in my car, and you cannot use the restroom. No, absolutely <laughs> you, not. You sit here and you hang out with me, Mister Stranger. So that's that's what I have to uh, analogize it with. If you're with anyone other than skanky, most people would say yes, but still like a polite to ask
1: type thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it's kind of how I feel about it. But no, no that's but interesting. Uh, okay, yeah. Sorry, go on. But no, but um, but online dating. I will say this. Like, I do. I do have the privilege of being a guy dating women, um, in that I don't really run into creepy weird people. All that often, Mm -hmm. where that's not the case for women. I have, you know, friends that, like my my female friends that date. Like it's it's very different worlds that we live in. Um, but no, so I do have I do have the benefit where I don't really run into creepy people. But I, it's it's really cool. Like you get to it's kind of like shenanigans but vastly different with very different people right i go on most of my dates are about my first dates i would say are about 2 or 3 hours long um and we're usually over drinks, and you get to learn about someone else's life, which is just—it's really interesting. Even if it doesn't work out, where you like, you leave, and we have no chemistry, but it's like I just spent two hours like connecting with another person and learning about whatever it is that is going on in their life, and you find out really cool stuff. Like I—I I dropped it. Uh, I think it was either last week or two weeks ago about like the um woman I went on a date with at, that had the cheese blog, and it's just kind of like you find out interesting stuff about these people and kind of share a little bit of a moment. And it kind of makes the world feel a little bit smaller, which mm-hmm. is nice. And maybe that's like an overly optimistic way to look at online dating from this guy that is eternally single over here. But it is kind of cool. It is kind of fun to like kind of just put yourself out there and if you look at it where it's not like you're investing your entire life in it um you kind of get those those fun little aspects i do have a gigantic problem skinky
1: okay well what's the
0: problem maybe i can maybe i can work you through it here (sighs) i don't want to talk to people online um which is which is just truly ironic I don't I want. Mean, like,
1: then what is this podcast right now?
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly. Skaky, skeky I don't want to talk to you. We're all done. This is yeah. A, this like, is what are last you trying episode. to say? I mean, is this like a hint to something? This is the last episode. This is of the end, end of, of the podcast. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you it? had to find out this way. I tried the ghosting method and it just didn't work, and so I don't. I didn't know how else to tell you this. Um, That's why you didn't talk to me for three months. It's, it's true, it's true. It's like, But then I feel super guilty on Sundays when you send me a message like, hey, when are you ready to record? I'm like, oh, all right, fine. All right. So I give, well, one more week. We'll give it one more week. Damn. We're good to go. Um, no, but oh. I kind of... So I've been online dating on and off since, like, I'd say 2010, 2012 about. And it's really changed a lot. When I first started online dating, you... You, you had a lot of kind of – you had protocol you would follow, right, where a lot of the common advice was if you match with someone and you're messaging back and forth, you need to talk to them for like three days before you would suggest going on a date. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you seem creepy, eager – um, like sociopathic or something like that. Oh. Like it just didn't, like if, if it was first day, like if you talk to him for like six hours, you're like, Oh, should we meet up for a drink? People are like, Nope. Sorry. You see, there's something wrong about you that you didn't want to chat with me first. Um, fast forward to like 2018 where now the, the time frame is shortened a lot, right? Where a lot of times it might be a day of talking to a person. And then I'll suggest that we meet up for a drink, maybe that night, the next night or the night after. um, and I kind of want to move it even more. I want to match with someone with online dating and never go into the small talk and just be like, when are you free to meet? Like <laughs> I don't want to mm. spend time talking to you online. I want to go and meet you in person and sit down and have a date and talk there. And I don't know how to move it over into that situation without seeing huh. seeming creepy. See,
1: this is just, this is very interesting. Yeah. Because it seems like online dating first started as a way for you to not meet the person immediately. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Rather than what someone would normally do to get a date with someone would be to go up to them in person, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now it's slowly degrading back down to originally what it was, which was... Yeah trying to go and meet someone, and the only thing that online dating is is the point of contact.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. It's like, it's like, um, it's like the filtering mechanism, right? It's like, it's like going into a the bar. Algorithm. It's algorithm. Yeah, it's like going into a bar and telling the algorithm, show me all the people in this bar that I could... Sh- like would show up in my online dating feed and let me swipe left or right at them, and then I'll swipe right and then we walk up to that person. Like that's what it, that's what I to me it has essentially become. Honestly, when I think about this more, it's kind of disturbing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, Lay it on me. why is that disturbing? I'm interested. I'm interested because there's like a generation of people now mm-hmm. who are using these apps to find people, mm-hmm. and It's all on this tech algorithm. Mm -hmm. And that's just creepy
0: to me. So, and so I I don't know. That's just creepy. No, and so I totally hear that. And, but I think, I think the part where it becomes less creepy and more humanizing is with the first date, right? Because that's kind of like where the rubber meets the road right when you are sitting across from a person and you're looking at, like at the actual human being that's there and you're having a conversation with them you're kind of it's all the algorithm disappears right whatever happened up to that point that doesn't matter anymore because now you are at the same position that you would have been 50 years ago um and that's where like when i say the rubber meets the road that's where it's like do we have a connection? Am I attracted to you? Can we have a conversation? Do we have any shared interests? Do you have a personality that I would generally like want to kind of have in my life in some way for some period of time? Um, and I think that's why I want to get to that point Faster, right? Like, mm-hmm. I like the algorithm and all that kind of stuff can do all of its work at once, but it does like all that is for nothing. If you and I sit across from each other and I look at you and I'm like, for whatever reason, we don't have what it is, right? Like, I look at you and I'm like, me and Skanky would be amazing friends, but I would never date him. Um, and Wait, like, really, I'm, I'm sorry, Skanky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. St- That wonderful night we spent at at Shake Shack. (laughs) You weren't supposed to mention that. (laughs) (laughs) It was wonderful. And the two straws out of the milkshake was, (laughs) it was, it was, it was a moment that touched my heart, but I just. I knew at that moment that we couldn't go any further.
1: It didn't touch your heart enough, obviously. No, it did. It totally touched the corner of it. <laughs> me.
0: Only the corner of my heart. A, it was a corner of my heart, and you needed at least 51% of it. I'm sorry. Uh, terrible. I'm sorry. Maybe you put a little more work in and gave me cookies and something. Oh, damn. Ouch. Oh, now it's my fault. Okay. I get it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. But yes, yeah, so I don't know. That's what I'm trying to work at. And I don't I don't know, it's not it's not coming it's not working well.
1: But let me just put it this way, okay? Yeah. yeah you later say later. once you meet the algorithm, algorithm doesn't matter, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But it a hundred percent does. Because <laughs> if it wasn't for the algorithm or it wasn't for some random tech guy, some random twenty six year old tech guy mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley who wrote this code, you would have never met this
0: person. That's that's true. That's true. What is interesting, though, because I I so agree with you, but it's the same thing that we've always kind of dealt with, except it's a different algorithm, right? Like, back like even night let's not even go far back like let's go even go back to like 2005 like back in 2005 you were working with the same things even though Tinder and all most of these sites didn't exist you were just working in a different algorithm the algorithm you were working with was nature's algorithm of the social circles or work or you know church or school or whatever it is that you were w- walking in like who did you meet through that right and so it's kind of almost the same happenstance algorithm but some like nature was behind it instead of a guy in silicon valley
1: well that's what makes it even creepier Mm -hmm. because now man is trying to recreate
0: nature bro dude mind blown that is true that is true that is true
1: i i hear you on that one that's like some terminator shit some sarah connor right there (laughs) (laughs) that's like with some like come with me if you want to live shit
0: yeah yeah it is it's it's interesting that you bring that up because we haven't heard it recently but i think the last time we really heard about it was maybe like three or four years ago and um a big thing that was happening back then was the online dating site okcupid would do experiments on its user base um, where they would they would I I'm trying to remember exact things, but like a big thing with OKCupid okay is you t- fill out like quizzes, right? Where you answer like questions about what is important to you, what's not important to you, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they were I believe they were kind of messing with the results of that and showing you people that based on the quiz, you might not match with, like maybe a 70% match rate, but they were telling you that it was at like a 95% match rate to see like how does it go when you interact with that person. Exactly. Uh Like does that work? Like does that matter or is it just your perception of it that matters? And they had a huge amount of blowback because people are like, I mean, two things. First of all, you're experimenting on us without our permission, right? Like, this is something that a lot of us actually take seriously. Um, and you're kind of doing this, and we're not saying it's okay. But on the on the, the second thing is the same thing. Like, we take this seriously, and we don't like to know that what we might have been trying to experience online and meeting people was actually not real, right? Like, mm-hmm. And so that kind of had this huge blowback with OkCupid. Okay but on the other side, like the logical thinker of me, that if I were to say I'm not involved in that world, I can see the benefit because it's like, how do you know what you're doing is working? Right? Like, how can you prove that by doing these questions and matching people at 91% is that actually 91%? The way to prove it, part of the way to prove it or one way to prove it is to take the people that... Are a seventy percent match and tell them they're ninety one percent and see if it actually works out compared to the actual people that are ninety one percent. Uh huh. Um. And so I, I I I think I empathize a bit with that and that methodology, but as someone that actually participates in it, like that's, that's a little off putting. It's a little off putting. So it's, I
1: think it is. Yeah. So. Now what would be even further? Go even farther, mm. if someone could develop a bot. That would automatically swipe dependent on your interests? Now, Ooh. that would just be ridiculous.
0: Ooh, that'd be interesting. I would... Okay. Realistically, I would probably pay for that. See? That's the problem. This is... You're it, part of the problem. I don't know if I'm part of the problem. So, I've been using... I've been using um, Hinge recently, and I think part of their thing is that they try to... Match you up, up like close to people that you like, right? Like, oh, like for example, you like things on their profile, right? And so if you had a response that was super witty and funny, and I like that, and a whole bunch of other people also like that, they would recommend other people to me that where they liked yours and they like someone else's right and they'd be like that Uh other person like there's this link that a lot of people seem to like this person a and they also like person b for the same reasons and so i show you person b right and so it's kind of saying like almost not necessarily exactly matching up on your interest but by saying you like this we think you're also going to like this and so it almost it, it it works out well where you're getting a lot better results right you're seeing a lot more people where you actually do have some interest compared to being like here's everyone in the world we're going to show it to you randomly and you're like oh don't like that person for what like that person we're never going to connect with we have different political views or they like there's something about them that we're just not connecting on like there's no point there's not much of a reason to show you them is I think what the problem is Uh where it's like if you can create a bot or an algorithm that only shows you people that you think you might have a connection with that could also work. Uh Uh-huh. But then you have the downside that you're never going to get outside of your bubble. If you only show people what they want to see. Yeah, that's true. You're never going to have the weird spark of one nice thing about the internet is you can possibly stumble upon a person you never would have seen before and be like, okay, you're awesome and amazing and you complete me and we're going to get married. Yeah. And you were saying that to me, right? Like right now or Yeah, yeah. You and I we'd never I mean, hell, you and I literally stumbled across each other randomly on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm giving so, all this
1: shit to this whole thing and now I'm just like yeah, okay. It's like,
0: well, like, you and I are the the epitome perfect example of online dating going right. <laughs> like <laughs> Am I supposed to ask you out for dinner first? I don't I don't understand how this is supposed to go. I'm, I'm confused. Well it's a little late. This is a little late. We're we're two years into this and just now light, you're considering this? Like, come on, M. Cole. Come on. Oh my god. That's oh. funny though. <laughs> oh man. Anyways. But one thing that's related but completely not anything we're talking about, one weird thing that I just have to point out is that um It's kind of crazy that one company owns most of the online dating world, and they don't care about competition. Dude, now (laughs) you're just making it even more creepy. It is. They don't care about competition with their own products. And so I saw this great article where they're kind of having a problem with Tinder these days where most people on Tinder, they don't actually care about going on dates. And that works well for Tinder because they're like, yeah, stay within the app where we can sell features to you and we can make money. Because the worst thing that happens to Tinder is you meet someone and you get married and you never use Tinder again, right? Like you never make yeah. money. Yeah. And so they, like, they have this thing with Tinder. It's like, oh, everyone's staying in that world. And someone asks them and matches the company that owns almost all of these companies and met, someone asked them they're like well don't you have a problem where you don't have user satisfaction and they leave your platform and they said the great thing about that is that when they don't have user satisfaction they leave tinder they move to one of our other platforms and they oh, meet somebody there and so, oh yeah, god no thing, right where it's like they own all of them so like oh we don't care if they don't use tinder because then they're gonna move over to hinge and maybe they'll meet someone there and either way they're still our customer and you're like, like oh god that feels so bad now let me let me tell you something here about hinge yeah when the first
1: time you mentioned hinge to me yeah i literally thought like it was about doors or something (laughs) and i thought it was like oh like you upload a picture of your door and if someone has a similar door to yours then that must mean (laughs) that you're the perfect match I kind of love this. <laughs> like, we can make millions off this idea. We could we have so many million dollar ideas in this podcast. We, really do. we have the salad truck. We, <laughs> we, we got have this numerous thing. bands. Numerous That's band. why my soul yes. is
0: going on tour again. <laughs> well, that was my idea, bud. don't take credit for oh, that. Oh shit. Sorry, I was trying to try to co-op it. Yeah, right. What's yours is mine and what's mine is mine. We got this. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. What? You, but what's funny about your, your hinge thing is um, another kind of side hobby of mine is I love to... Doors? Um, <laughs> yes. My side hobby is doors, which is why I picked love hinge doors. in the first place. Um, no, but I uh, I love searching Twitter for common online dating terms and seeing people's tweets about the shit they've gone through. And when I search hinge, it's like... It's like online dating tweet. Online dating tweet. Tweet about door. Tweet about door. Tweet about door. Online dating tweet. And so I have to like, <sighs> I just sift through the name. door tweets. <laughs> I don't like that name. Yeah, I don't I, know. I think that's a silly name. I don't know how they came up with that one. I
1: really don't. I I just think it's a weird name. It doesn't make any sense. What are we gonna call our online dating site? Um uh that's a good question (laughs) what's gonna be the name of our
0: did you ever watch did you ever watch back in the day i think you might have been too young did you ever watch next on mtv yeah of course oh yeah and pop-up videos
1: don't you love like back in the day when like the person automatically came out and then they're like, <laughs> "Next," and they're like, "What?" They walk off the bus, and they're like, "Next," and it's yeah. like, <laughs> "That was that was good."
0: That was oh, that good was stuff. so good. I um, that is a YouTube hole I've gone down rabbit hole. I've gone down um a few months ago watching videos of next dates, and there's some good stuff out there. Oh, there! It's so great. It's so great. Now, did it's... you ever watch Parental Control? I have not watched that in s- decades. That... Oh, God, that show is so weird. <laughs> oh, I might have to go check that out again. Maybe that's what I'll do for the rest of the night, watch Parental Control. Absolutely. Oh, my God. This the, this is back to the remaster thing. Bring us uh. back content that we enjoyed <laughs> earlier in our life. Bring back next? Maybe, I think... Maybe? I don't know, <laughs> Actually. <laughs> You're like, eh, maybe not maybe that's too far maybe science has brought us something wrong for I think rewatching it next episodes
1: <laughs> YouTube, MTV I almost said YouTube MTV had some really weird content during those days they really did it was very memorable is it weirder now than it was then um like back then it didn't seem weird yeah but thinking back now it was definitely weird
0: I feel like real, real, real world and road rules is very tame compared to Big Brother and everything else we have these days. Um, I guess so. Yeah. And so I think that's what my thing is. I look at it. It's like what we had back then. It was weird. But I feel like we had it. It what we have now is a branch off of that family tree, which is even weirder. Than back then,
1: but now I'm called, I think you're also forgetting about the hit TV show Yo Mama.
0: I don't think I even know what that show is. You don't remember Yo Mama? I don't think I do. On no. MTV, break it down
1: where for me. three people battle it out by telling each other Yo Mama jokes. Oh my god, That's... do you not remember that show? I don't, dude. That was that was MTV Prime right there, Parental <laughs> Control Next
0: and Yo Mama. I don't remember your mom. Your mama is literally what happens when you give a dad with his dad jokes like and I, uh, the Dude. ability to create a TV show. Awful. awful. Oh my god, that is awful. Yeah, you're right. Maybe we shouldn't go back to that time. It, it, that that that's just a weird. That's just a weird little thing that happened. You know. I, I think you undercut my entire remaster argument with like. Two words, yo mama. <laughs> like, it's like, we are we are we are an hour into this podcast, and you've just destroyed everything I've talked about. <laughs> we should remake Room Writers, though. Yes, yes. What about pimp pimp your ride? Pimp my, pimp ride? my pimp, ride? Yeah, pimp my pimp ride. Pimp my
1: ride with the exhibit. Yeah, you know he gets really annoyed when people mention that show. Oh really? Oh yeah. He's just like, shut up! I don't want to oh. hear about it oh my gosh
0: (laughs) yeah i love i love reading stories about people that had their rides pimped and about how like they did such a shitty job on it like it was all flash and glam but like the thing fell apart like a month later and they're like i actually needed this car to get to work (laughs) and like you did nothing for me we added
1: seven television screens in the back it's like why like who who needs that?
0: Dude, back in high school, I wanted that so bad for no reason. Like, I can't I don't know why, but that's all I wanted was that.
1: Let me let me tell you about some probably my most prized possession. Okay. Is the Pit My Ride PS2 video game <laughs> that I own.
0: No played. way. Yeah. Oh my god. What did you do in the Pimp My Ride video game? You pimp game? out rides, man.
1: <laughs> yes. And he, uh, maybe, you, I think he drove them. I think, you don't even know. You don't even know. I the don't actually remember was my prized possession. I actually don't remember.
0: Oh my gosh. You know what we could do to make millions? Speaking about million dollar ideas. Tell me. I think you and I should release a video game that is literally yes. like HGTV in a video game. Right? They like, already have that. They do?
1: Yeah, they, they have that uh, renovation game, the house renovation game that everyone was oh, playing. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, wow. why, that was big. Everyone pe- was playing that. Why are people stealing our ideas? I don't know. That's kind of bullshit, though. That is bullshit. We should, should sue was, them. We should. If only we knew a lawyer. If only we I was just literally just going to say that. <laughs> it's like it's like we're
1: completing each other's sandwiches. Yes. Talking about that, that's a perfect perfect segue into the food finish. Oh, oh, wow! Do you do you, have, do you have a food finish this week? I this is a first. have a food finish for you to oh. answer. Ooh, you need to tell me about your brunch that you had today.
0: Oh my God, skanky, skanky! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, hold on. I'm I'm reliving it right now, and I just just need some alone time. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll just be quiet. All right. Oh, god, it was so good. It was so good. I think. I truly think that the best best thing that's happened in my life in the past few years is going to brunch on the weekends. It's it's next level. It's um, changed your life. It really has. It really has. Uh now to this morning, I went to brunch. Okay, so last night I was at a wedding. Um which by the way, I love to dance. Uh so much so that I think <laughs> Skinky's gonna come out to Chicago whenever I have a wedding, and me and him are just gonna like, tear up the dance floor. It's gonna, I'm gonna be amazing. Gonna
1: wear my my white leather dancing shoes.
0: Yeah, so got to be careful they get scuffed.
1: Um, no, I know the I know the,
0: I know how to how to dance properly. Perfect, you're a pro. You're a I'm pro. A, I'm a professional. Um, but no, so we had a wedding last night, and I mean the hard thing with weddings is that we had beer. At first, then we moved to hard liquor, and then you have wine at dinner, and then you have more hard liquor, and then we moved to beer. We kind of covered the spectrum, which means I had like kind of a... kind of had a pretty wicked hangover this morning. Uh-huh. Um. But so, the best thing to counter that is to go out to brunch. So I went to brunch this morning, and skanky, I might have had the single best dish I've ever had in my entire life. Okay. It was... It was French toast, but... Uh-huh. It was French toast with pears and churro topping uh-huh. and a vanilla bean cream on top of it. Ooh. And oh my God, I just wanted to like rub it all over my face. It was so, <laughs> I kid you not. I, it, was, it was so incredibly good that I would fly you out to Chicago next weekend so you could enjoy it, so we could talk about it on Shenantics. It was fantastic. I don't like sweets, but this might have been one of the most decadent meals I've had in a very long time. It was, it was, it was, I, I actually even had a method to eating it. Like, it was so good, but it was so sweet that I would have like two bites of french toast and i had a side of bacon and i would have after i ate those two bites i would have a bite of bacon to bring me off of the sweet high back to like a neutral level <laughs> but the savory would counter it so that i can uh-huh. go back in and have fewer eyes i actually have some in my fridge i'm trying to think about how i could possibly reheat this so i could eat it after we're done recording it was wow. so incredibly good it had a um in order to kind of compare it to something and it wasn't quite like this but this is as close as i can get for like everyone to know the the vanilla bean cream frosting was kind of like the frosting on top of a cinnabon but uh-huh. like a thousand times better and like the cinnamon churro was just magical it might I, I, I literally am not kidding you that this might have been the best meal I've ever had in my life it was wow so high praise good. it was amazing skanky I've been to this brunch place before I have, and they have a rotating menu, which is also kind of devastating because I know it's only around for so long. Oh, that's so I'm, terrible. I, I'm going to go there from, like, here until a very long time until the menu is gone for with that specific dish because I need to get all of that dish in my body as I can.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, which is i'm devastated when it's gone but it was it was so incredibly good this place is really good i they have i think they have that it's the bongo room and i think they have three locations in chicago um and overall it's a pretty it's a really good brunch place It's not one that we go to very often um but it it is it is really solid and this meal like i said was so incredibly good but i had this i'll have to come by Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. I'm telling you, fly out here, come out for Thanksgiving, and we'll go out there. I mean, it'll be great. Damn, oh, well, you got a few days. I'm with so you on potatoes. Thursday morning. I'll pick you up from the airport.
1: Oh wow, very, very nice of you.
0: I will not pick you up from the airport.
1: Oh, oh, well,
0: I'm we're not gonna. Hungry, man. No, you got, you got to get on the blue line, and we'll meet at the Friendship Tower. That's what we oh, do. Oh, is
1: that is that the plan?
0: That's Bincom have established this. Through our various travels together, that that's oh. how you do it, and so
1: oh, so you... I'm just following Com's lead then. I don't have my own unique way of doing things. I get it.
0: Yeah, well, of of course that. Why would you not follow Com's lead? He's an, he's an amazing person that knows how to do things right. Don't you dare put words in my mouth. Of course, Com. He is a saint. He is a saint, and so we're gonna be at the Friendship Tower, and then we're gonna go grab brunch. So make sure you get an early enough flight so we can grab brunch. It'll be amazing. That'll be right, so. I'm gonna red eye then. No, I, I can't I don't, wait. I don't, oh, yeah, I guess I'd have no. I'd be, I'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. But Skinky, I'm telling you, as 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 your elder, I, I don't pull this card very often. <laughs> you you I, never do. I'd never do. I'm telling you right now, with my years of wisdom and experience, start doing a brunch once a week. You will not regret it.
1: Okay, all right. I mean, I'm I like brunch. I'm a fan.
0: Yeah, yeah. But do you do it every week?
1: No, no, no. How could you? I mean, I can't. No,
0: you have to. You have to. You're not living your best life until you're doing brunch every week. I'm telling you. Okay. All right. I'll have to do it. You told me to do it. I'll do it. that's right All right, guys that's been another episode of Shenantix new episodes go live bright and early Monday morning after your Sunday morning brunch just in time for your workday, school day chores whatever in the world you do we will be there to hang out with you you can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts including the iTunes store the Google Play store Spotify and at our website at Shenantix.rocks if you have any comments or questions you can reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Shenantixpod or email at Shenantixpodcast at gmail.com oh my god I fucking forgot we gotta rewind a little bit this is very important because I got in a lot of trouble earlier. Okay. So a few weeks ago, and now I'll do the outro. A few, uh, after you, when you come and visit us. Uh-huh. Us as in the city of Chicago. Yes. We're going to do brunch. But after we do brunch, we are going to go down to Pilsen which has some of the best tacos I've ever had in my entire life. Okay. And a few weeks ago, when I went to Open House Chicago, I went down to Pilsen, and I stopped, and me and my really, really good friend, Ellen, we had lunch at this amazing taco place, and she had possibly the best sandwich I've ever had in my entire life. I love I had sandwiches. like two oh my god it was so good i don't remember what it was called i don't remember what was in it i just remember the taste and feel in my mouth and we're going to go there and you're going to experience it and you're never going to leave chicago again because it's going to be that freaking good okay. okay so now i'm not getting in trouble for not mentioning this anymore it was literally brought up today okay <laughs> no, I I, i'll be there i'll <laughs> be there so i can't wait we're gonna do brunch and we're gonna do this amazing sandwich i think it was at like what was it called? The Five Pigs, I believe is what it was called. Or Five Rabbits or something. I don't know. I think it was Cinco Rabbitos. The Boys Seven the Gazelles. Seven Gazelles. You guys have been another episode of Shenantix. New episodes go live right early Monday morning. We just have your workday, school day, chores, or whatever you do on Monday. We'll be there hanging out with you. Fan you podcasts, anywhere you, know, you find podcasts, include the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Spotify, and our website, Shenantix.rocks. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us a tweet at, <laughs> at twitter.com slash Pod or an email at ShenantixPodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to join the discussion, you can head over to our website at about and join the Discord server. Skincare work and then find the internet. Rap God mom's spaghetti you
1: can find me on twitch at twitch.tv
0: slash skx and on twitter at iskanky and i'm Cole. where can they find you you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash mcole underscore mcl with the underscore symbol same username on twitter twitter.com slash mcole underscore and finally instagram instagramcom slash mcole underscore <laughs> and that is where you can find all of my brunch pictures it will be great great talking this week bud. <laughs> great talk which will see you next time bye Goodbye.